0: Hello, you are listening to the OmniTalk Fast Five, brought to you in partnership with the a Consumer and Retail Group, Firework, Trigo, Sezzle, and Silk. Ranked in the top 10% of podcasts globally, the OmniTalk Fast Five is a podcast that we hope makes you feel a little smarter, but most importantly, a little happier each week too. Uh, Today, Chris, is February 2nd. I
1: know, right? February 2nd.
0: 2023. I'm your host, Dan Mazinga. And I'm Chris Walton. We are here live from Manifest in Las Vegas, giving you, once again, a look into all the headlines that are making waves in the world of omnichannel retailing because, Chris, it wouldn't be enough for us to make everybody wait. They can't wait for a Fast Five to come out. We have to do... We have to multitask.
1: Absolutely not. And our fans have bated breath, I think, in general. That's the way, that's the alliteration I would use to describe our fans who are out there wanting to hear from us each week. And who are we to deprive them Never. of that experience? Never. We need to bait that breath, Anne. Yes. <laughs> you like that one? I don't All right. Even we're know we're what also we're like, also li- I don't know where that baiting, expression comes from either. A breath. Baited breath. Yeah, we gotta figure that out. Yeah, we gotta figure that. We gotta look All that right, up. We'll That's like that. horse gift licking a gift horse in the mouth. Remember, we looked that up.
0: Yeah, we did, but we yeah. found out why. Right? Yeah,
1: remember tell the I mean, tell the audience. Yes, it's what does gift horse in the mouth mean? Back, back, remember back in the like late 19th, oh 19th God, century, people used remember. to gift horses to people and it was offensive oh, yeah, if you yeah, went yeah, and yeah, checked yeah, yeah, their yeah. teeth that's to right. understand if it was a good horse or a bad horse. And that's where that expression comes from.
0: I would get kicked out of the old times because right. I would be checking those horse teeth like it was my job.
1: Right, right. I know. You would. You probably would. You'd be very skeptical of anyone you're gifting gonna, you a horse.
0: You're going to spend a lot of money on yeah, that horse. Right. You want it to be like <laughs> you are. Yeah. strapping right. condition.
1: Right. Yeah, I wonder if it was more cost effective to, to, to have a horse back in the day. I have no idea. This is now a horse podcast. But anyway, we are, We are live without a safety net here as well, everyone. So, you know, stay with us. We're going to do our best to get through this show. But, Ann, before we get to the headlines, I have a question for you. Actually, I have something I want you to do. I want to do something a little different this week.
0: This is never good.
1: I want you to close your eyes. And imagine. Now, are you closing your eyes? Because I want to make sure all our podcast Halfway. listeners Halfway. can hear you closing your eyes, Anne. You,
0: tell, you telling me to close my eyes
1: is maybe one of the
0: scariest <laughs> things ever. I don't know what I'm going to open them
1: up All right. For, well, cl- okay. close your eyes for okay. all our podcast listeners. Okay. Imagine a retail event that puts retailers and brands at the heart of everything they do. Okay. One with powerful meetings set up for you with the Ooh. help of networking experts. Ooh. Where every single one of those meetings is confirmed by you and the person you're meeting with. So ah. you always know that both of you actually want to be there.
0: Yes. I still like this.
1: Yeah, you're liking it? Okay, yeah, keep I those open? eyes. No, not, no. Not, not yet. I didn't it's say so Not yet. Oh, my Where gosh. your ticket also gets you access to everything, from top-tier content okay. to the giant expo hall, from the parties to the food. You name it, it's included. It's a retail event with no stuffy receptions, but epic beach parties with performers like Flo Rida instead. Okay, now open your eyes. Tell me how awesome does that sound?
0: Uh... I'm kind of coming to here. Sorry.
1: Uh, but it's been a long week I've, in Vegas. I,
0: I was already on the beach with Flo Rida. So, um, yes, I think that sounds magnificent. I'm really, really excited about that. Um, is, it, is it real?
1: It's real, Anne. It exists, and it's called, of course, Shop Talk. I'm sure everyone knew that was coming. And we're headed back to it in Las Vegas. We're going to be there. So should you. So to everyone listening, if you're interested in registering, you got to register by March 3rd. Go to shoptalk.com slash US slash Omnitalk. Prices go up again oh. next Friday. So again, that's shoptalk.com slash US slash Omnitalk. We'll see you there. All right. In today's Fast Five, and we've got news on Amazon starting to charge delivery fees on grocery. Uh. Sam's Club's store and warehouse expansion plans. I'm pretty geeked up for that one. I know. New seller <laughs> <laughs> savings for Walmart marketplace vendors. Yes. Lowe's Project Unlock. Can't wait to talk about that and unveil that one. But we begin today with follow-up news from Amazon on their store plans for Amazon Fresh out in London.
0: Oh, yes, we do. Um, Chris, can you tell we're doing this live? Yes. It's like, hey, he's rolling with it. He's rolling with it. All right. That's right, Chris. Coming off of the closure of Amazon Fresh in Dalston that we covered on last week's show, Amazon has called our bluff and turned around and opened two new Amazon fresh stores in London last week. So uh, reports from our on the ground friend of AmiTalk, Ben Miller, man, that guy kills it. Yeah, he
1: does. He does a great job.
0: Ben Miller of Shop Talk. Check out his post on LinkedIn if you haven't. Um, What he noted is that these new Amazon fresh stores are different. very different, different. Chris. For example, shoppers no longer have to scan anything to enter the store. They simply shop and then have three options for checkout. They can scan a QR code in the Amazon app and have a receipt emailed to them. They can tap their credit card or... Finally, and this is, I think, the most like remarkable yeah. thing about this. They can pay the traditional way at one of two manned tills in the store. There is also a lane for shoppers who have not yet purchased products to leave the store, making it easier for shoppers like those who uh, use the online pickup and returns counter to get in and out.
1: So, Chris, yep. yes,
0: I want to know what you your thoughts are on this one. Yeah.
1: Shout out to Ben for using the word tills too. I got to give him, I got to give him some, uh, some British humor for that one, but uh, uh, not really British humor because I mean, that's what they call it over there. But it's you know, in London. yeah, right. I, I mean, know. You're but, the odd yeah, man out. I know, right. I'm the odd man out. But anyway, um, my thing, my thing on this is I, a big, whoa, like yeah. this is a big story. Um, you know, for one, Amazon doesn't look like it's going away from grocery at all. Right. They opened up two new stores. And here's the other important point to this story that came out this week after this was unveiled. They just hired two heavyweights, Claire Peters of Woolworths mm. and Peter Bowery of Boots UK to join their Amazon Fresh leadership team. So if, if they were slowing down Amazon Fresh, I don't think you'd be seeing those types of heavyweights yeah. sign on and sign on publicly with them in that way. So it's an important point to note. Yeah. The other thing that's really interesting is the store design. Amazon is going away from pre-authorization. That's crazy, right? That's, that's, that, that is really interesting. It's very telling. It possibly shows there could be a usage problem, You know, with the scan being a barrier to adoption and trying the store. Sure. Um, And so, like, you know, that gives credence also to the fact of what we've seen from the likes of Trigo and Garbango and others we have had on the podcast over the years about this hybrid approach. Which, as we're seeing it, that might be the trick to get the customer adoption that you need. The one thing I have a question about, though, Anne, is actually the the exit lane for people that are just shopping to come in for pickup orders. Because I think that's going to be a massive lead to massive amounts of theft. And I think that's going to be hard to control. So I don't think they've figured out the silver bullet on this, but it's cool, typical Amazon, to see them experimenting their way to the next iteration of what this could look like. Yeah,
0: I think you're right. Um, I I think that, again, one thing that I mentioned in the intro, like we were highly doubtful because Amazon threw the old, we'll be opening two stores. right? And like the next day they announced the opening of these stores. That's smart. And I think that there's a lot of things that this could lead to i mean i think we we immediately speculate like something's wrong with the tech it wasn't working or there's issues with um you know how people w- what adoption looked right. like in those things i also think and ben pointed out in his post like maybe this location wasn't right maybe right. the assortment wasn't right i mean there's also other components of this that i think could be in- involved including what the technology was mm-hmm. um, but again i think For me, what's important is, or more important. Is what are the other retailers doing in this space yep. that are not Amazon? Yep. Because yes, Amazon yep. is important to watch what they're doing and how they're changing things. They're important, but they always have tests going on. But what are you going to see happen with the likes of Tesco and Trigo? Mm-hmm. You know, um, Aldi and Trigo and mm-hmm. Aldi and AFI and some of the other stores. Like, mm-hmm. how are those retailers yep. adapting to what consumers are telling them about this
1: experience? Yeah, I had the same. I had a similar thought process to you here. Real quick, before I move on to the next headline, too, is what does this mean for the convenience store play? Because you and I have been to those stores in the airport and we have watched people think they're going to go in and right. then turn around because they're like, you know what, I'm out. I don't yep. want to do this. Yep. And so it makes me think that there's still a customer acquisition issue or yep. a customer adoption issue sure. with those stores. So I'm curious to see what the quick trips are saying about the licensing of Amazon's technology, yeah, that's the a great Hudson point. News, do they continue to do it? Because this format design... Does not adapt as easily to those environments. Right. Right.
0: Right. And I think that that's also a little bit different, too. Especially in the airport instance, I think Quick Trip will be a better tell because yeah. the airport instance, like you have five other options around you yeah. too. It's not, right? You know, just right. going to one Quick right. Trip that the next one is five miles right. away. It's like you can go to this Hudson News or the one across the yeah. way. So I, lots to come in the space, but I think really big news yeah. uh, out of Amazon. the
1: post purchase authorization is tough in those environments. though. So, but yeah. all right, S- headline number two: staying with Amazon again, and gosh, yes. Amazon's in the news. What a shock! Uh, <laughs> more news on the grocery front too. Amazon plans to start play facing additional charges on grocery orders in the US that are less than $150. According to TechCrunch, Amazon will charge a $3.95 delivery fee for orders between $100 and $150. And a $6.95 delivery fee for orders between $50 and $100. And it gets even more, Ann, $9.95 for orders under $50. The new fees, which, which will be will also be charged on top of the annual $140 annual Prime membership, which when I was studying this yesterday, I said, to You like, oh my God, I forgot Prime is that much, right? It's because Mrs. Amitak
0: is your sugar. Right, mama. she is. Yeah, she I don't She pays uh, the yeah. Amazon membership right, for you. That's
1: right, yeah. And all this goes into effect February 28th. And this is actually my favorite headline mm-hmm. in thinking back on this week. Um, what are your, what's your thoughts here?
0: I agree. I mean, I think this headline coming out was kind of consistent with what we're hearing at this manifest conference, and that is, you know, the pandemic band aid has fallen off. All of the free delivery, getting it too quickly, finding solutions to get customers what they want to steal share. All of those things that were happening during the pandemic out of necessity, like now it comes back even to the theme for the year being the show me the money year. Like now Mm -hmm. companies have to figure out like what is realistic and what is sustainable. And I think that Amazon, you know, here also is providing all of these other retailers this collected sigh of relief. Like now that Amazon is able to chart is saying, no, we can't actually do this. It's not affordable. I think now that gives some of these other retailers, especially in the grocery space too. The freedom to be like, well, Amazon's setting the tone. They're setting the customer expectation. And if they're going to charge for delivery, we now have some license to make up for all those costs that we've been covering for the last two years and also charge for delivery. So big impact there. But really the underlying thing is, is, is this year, I think how much negotiation we're going to start to see with the customers and how much change is going to happen based on what you really need in terms of a delivery expectation.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I 100% agree with everything you said. I think there's another interesting layer to this, which is this is the greatest marketing activity for Walmart Plus oh, that yeah, there I ever could your... be. Yeah. Like like the game theory here is incredible. Like what does Walmart do this week? They go on Twitter to highlight that Walmart customers are only paying ninety-eight dollars versus $140. And there's no delivery fee after $35. Correct. It's free. And we've talked about this on the show before. You never throw the gauntlet down on Walmart on price. Oh, God, no. They've got the scale. They've got the curbside pickup that helps defray the cost of shipping too, which is an incredibly important part of their business at this stage. So the winner to me in this whole thing, which is why I love this story, is Walmart. This oh is like God. a gift on Walmart's plate for their business. It's just going to instantly make their business and the adoption of Walmart Plus that much better. So Walmart, Walmart's doing... Kudos to them. If,
0: if Walmart can sustain that model with my, Walmart Plus. My
1: hunch is that they can because they probably wouldn't have done it to that degree. Perhaps. And it's all additive for them. Perhaps. So I, I, I love it. And here's the other point about that though. It still gives Walmart a ton of room to move up should they want to over the years. They've got $50, or no, $40 roughly between the cost of the two memberships. And then there's all those different tiers on the order value. So you could go up a ton over the next three to five years to meet the customer where you need to. Yes. I think it's amazing.
0: Yes. I think we'll see how this all plays out. I think it's it's a prime opportunity for Walmart's marketing team at the moment. Yeah.
1: Whether or not it stays. But I had people on social media going, I'm switching. Like I'm I'm full on into Walmart Plus yesterday. Like which I was blown away by. But anyway,
0: eh, I don't know. I don't know if I'd take that but. All right. Um all right, Chris, let's keep going in the Walmart world. Um we are going to headline number 3, which is that Sam's Club announced plans to open 30 new stores and five new distribution centers in the US. According to Chain Store Age again, this new Sam's Clubs will be approximately 160,000 square feet, which is important to note because that's 20,000 square feet larger than most of their current locations. The extra space will allow for quote significant expansion in stores omni-channel fulfillment footprint with a dedicated space for curbside pickup delivery to home and ship from club orders end quote finally it should also be noted that sam's club has been enjoying some great same store <laughs> results um same store sales increased 10 percent, and its membership income rose 8 percent in the last quarter chris mm-hmm. you uh you were making sure that this got on here you yeah you said you were geeked up as you said. I often. was.
1: Yeah. No, this is the, this is the headline I most wanted to cover and then actually uh, preparing the notes for the show. The previous headline was my favorite one ultimately, but but no, I love this announcement too because um, we called the shot. We called Sam's Club the most innovative retailer outside of Amazon. I think it was back in 2018, even or 2019, and they're proving that that's correct. Like mm-hmm. you look at what they've got. They've got first of all they got great results. Which, in my opinion, our opinion, is fueled by a great history of innovation. Right. You know, yep. they've done a ton of concept store work, a la Sam's Club now. Yep. They have a DC of the future in play, which we talked about with Vinod Vita- Bitter Koopa on our podcast last fall. Yep. And they're marrying those ideas together. They're seeing the great results. So they're going to know what these new stores and these new warehouses need to look like. and fi- And... That store count is nothing to sneeze at. It's a five percent increase in their store base for those yeah. that are curious. Like they have about six hundred stores. That's five percent increase in their store base. So this is material. So I think it's brilliant. I wouldn't be surprised too if they tied into the Walmart business plus angle at some point. Like right. if you look down the road on fulfilling large bulk quantities. Yeah. so I love it. They're a graduate level omnichannel retailer without a doubt.
0: For sure. I, I have to give you credit. This is a big story. Um I think, you know, they are very innovative as a company. But I think that this shows a little bit more conservative approach than we're seeing with some retailers. Like they definitely have kept a lot of this work focused to, you know, like a Sam's Club now mm-hmm. or a specific distribution center warehouse. And so now what I think is really cool, they've done their homework in those, in those instances. And now we're going to see this manifestation of all of these years of work in these 30 new stores mm-hmm. and that and, and some yep. of the warehouses that they're building alongside these too. But I think that from tech, You know, they have better supply chain. They have more efficiently built clubs. If everything comes out as we hope and as Mm -hmm. Sam's Club hopes, as Vinod would Mm -hmm. say we might not notice anything at all. No. like We might just have a smoother, more efficient, and more pleasurable Sam's Club experience rolled out in, yep. in, at scale right away instead of one, two, or three stores. But
1: there is one important thing that I forgot to mention too that we will notice as consumers or the consumer will notice, yes. and that is the ability to do curbside pickup. Yes. These stores are being built for that right. because they understand it. And that is a competitive point of differentiation against Costco, which still, for the most part, doesn't offer that.
0: They don't, but I got to. I got to tell you something else. Costco is working on, and it is not. Unfortunately, it is not curbside pickup. But we'll we'll get
1: to <laughs> that later. Okay, on I show. have no idea what that is. But all right, all right. Headline number four: Walmart has launched a limited time offer to to its sellers to attract them to sell on Walmart's marketplace. According to a Walmart company blog post, the program called New Seller Savings. That one rolls off the tongue. New, New seller, seller Savings. savings. It's designed to make... Are we going to get hired from
0: (laughs) Walmart's like, and you are never, ever allowed to speak our name
1: again. Oh my God, this is so much fun live. Uh, All right, so the new seller savings is designed to make launching at Walmart Marketplace as simple and seamless and rewarding as possible. The new program grants new sellers based in the U.S. up to 25% commission rate reductions for 90 days when trying Walmart's exclusive tools and services, including... And including... Walmart Fulfillment Services, yes. which is Walmart's end-to-end fulfillment services for their marketplace sellers. Sponsored search advertising, which helps brands get their ads in front of customers actively searching for their products. And last but not least, a repricing tool that Walmart says will automate your marketplace pricing to help sellers stay ahead of the competition. And you really wanted to talk about this. I did. This, is, this was your headline. This, this was, was your mine. choice. One, one of, of mine. One, one of, of ones. One yeah, it wasn't maybe your yeah. top one, but it was one that you wanted to get in. Yeah. And so for that, you get the AM put you on the spot question. Oh, okay. Which I think is a great question. Let's uh, do it. All right. These look like attractive seller benefits on Walmart Marketplace for 90 days. But do sellers really benefit given the time it takes for new sellers with new products to seed in search and generate sales? Mm-hmm. It seems to us like the population of sellers with popular products on other platforms that would be searched on Walmart clearly benefit from these perks. But for everyone else, it could be low. What are your thoughts on that?
0: So I think I, I like this story because I think that 90 days, assuming one big thing, um, is a is a good trial period. The yeah. perks are there. I think there's a lot of value to brands um, to potentially going on to mar- Walmart's marketplace. And my biggest question is really how closely does Walmart's interface mimic Amazon's? Because that onboarding process, like, yes, 90 days can... Can seem like a short amount of time, depending on how much upfront like right. work there is to get right. your product set up, right. to get your you know your um, images uploaded, right. like all of those types of things. Like I, I don't know what yeah. that looks like side by side, and so if it is similar, which I've heard from some sources that yes, it is. Uh, you know, they've it's kind of designed easy. the yeah. process so that there's not a lot of learning curve for the already very stretched uh, business analysts and other teams, merchandising teams that are uploading content here. I do think that this could be a good opportunity to see what the benefits are. And it's worth the exercise, certainly as Walmart continues to build out their marketplace, to make it a destination um, that people are a little bit more familiar with or comfortable with going and just searching in any type of product um, and any type of of service that they might want to get from Walmart. Plus you have the Walmart stores and that mm-hmm. that ability for you know retailers like you said Walmart fulfillment services mm-hmm. to be able to rely on Walmart's mm-hmm. network i think could be really um, really compelling for a seller
1: yeah and i think the point i'd add to that too in terms of answering NM's question is And you said it. I mean, I would argue that these are almost mom and pop that are doing the setups. You know, these are probably the smallest of the small sellers that are are trying to get, you know, that Walmart's trying to bring on here because they're trying to get the long tail approach to the marketplace design, which is what a marketplace is all about. And so for me, like, and us as entrepreneurs, I can tell you, even though it might not feel like much and it might not end up being much, any break for an entrepreneur... Is a good break. Well, and you, and-
0: you hit it right there. Like twenty five percent reduction. I mean, Amazon's charging forty percent for some of these retailers just to, as a cut. And so to to have twenty five percent already be so much lower, and then for this ninety day period to just yeah. you know get up it makes and me want
1: to try it. Yes. If, I mean, I think if I'm if I'm in that game, without, which we were for a while, so with, yeah, it makes me think I want to try it
0: without a doubt. All right, um, let's go to headline number five. Chris Lowe's announced something this week called Project Unlock. According to a company blog post, post the idea behind Project Unlock is the ability to activate a powered product. After it has been legitimately purchased, rendering a stolen tool inoperable and virtually worthless. I compared this to a gift card. Yeah, like You could steal all the steal Apple gift it. cards you want, but unless they go through the checkout and they're activated, they are worthless. Yep. Um, okay, so to make this work, though, mm-hmm. in the manufacturing process, the manufacturer needs to embed a wireless RFID or radio frequency identity... Uh, chip into a powered product. The tag is preloaded with that item's unique serial number, which is also embedded in the box's barcode. And the product is set to inoperable. So Mm -hmm. big, big lift there on the manufacturing Mm -hmm. side. Um, At the store, a customer takes the product to the register, gets the barcode scanned and pays just like they always do and a point of sale RFID scanner then reaps all tags in sorry then reads all tags <laughs> in range finds the tool with the correct serial number and writes a unique secret key value that operates the tool for use only products that are legitimately purchased are activated hmm. meaning if a power tool is stolen it will not work which of course makes it less valuable to steal that theory, was a hell of a read in theory, it was
1: a hell of a read but it's important to, to get through the details all of the details yeah. there
0: but a lot of meat Chris um, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts here.
1: Yeah, and for those listening and watching too, I think it's important to call out that I've drank a full cup of coffee oh, since we geez. started this podcast. So, woohoo! Hey, hello. It's all gonna right. It's going to be a fun day. But yeah, we're almost we're almost at the end. But all right. So, I mean, my take is I love this idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I messaged my buddy Reed Hayes, who's the director at the Loss Prevention Resource Council out at the University of Florida. Yeah. And he and I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically got me thinking that there's definitely this is definitely something to keep an eye on that it's mm-hmm. cool. Um, and the other reason I like it too is it expands the use cases of RFID, particularly at the register. We're seeing more and more use cases getting discovered with RFID. We just came back from NRF. I saw the, the application with order management systems. Manhattan's doing right. some cool things with it. You're starting to see a lot more applications with point of sale, like you did the Uniqlo video last year, like we yep. saw Zara too. This takes it to that next level. Um, and so I can't, It's just it just brings back to me that RFID is a very important technology here going forward. And it's one that has just so much option value if you start to experiment with it and play with it. And kudos to Samantini, who I saw her getting interviewed about this on Fox News, who we interviewed at NRF. for highlighting this and taking the effort to do this. And she said, admittedly, it's a, it's an early stage project, mm-hmm. but it's a project that could work. Now, do I think the, 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 the villains, so to speak, will figure out how to beat it probably, yes. but Hey, at least makes it harder.
0: Well, uh, I think that the biggest point, the only thing I'd add here is that I think in simplest, in its simplest terms, this just makes another case for the overall investment in RFID. We um, have an interview coming up with Microsoft uh, where they're talking about uh, resilient retailers. And one of the things that David Leibowitz um, in that interview said is, you know, it's about like not doing more with less. It's just about doing more with what you already have. And I think that is, again, a reason for this RFID investment. Now another use case to help with the prevention of theft, because the solution is not locking everything up. Like, right. That's you, that, the key point. That cannot happen. I yep. mean, I know that retail theft is a big issue, mm-hmm. but that is not a store no. experience that anybody is going to want. Yep. It's not going to happen. So you have to start getting smarter about you know where you're making your investments and all the things like yep. RFID in this case that, that can
1: do. And that's what Samantha said in her interview specifically. She said like this: we. This was born out of customer experience, where that is a terrible customer experience. Putting everything under lock and key is terrible. We have to figure that out, which is a whole nother reason to love it. I'm glad you brought that up. It's awesome.
0: All right, Chris, let's get to the lightning round. Uh, Chris, question number one, Costco is working on a deal in Los Angeles that would put 800 apartments full of potential customers on top of a planned store. Chris, this concept, so long as it includes, quote, a pickleball facility and a bar, end quote, that's a direct quote from my father, the biggest Costco aficionado I know, Um, he said it would be his absolute dream living situation. (laughs) Would you be joining him in condos atop a Costco?
1: No, this would actually be my Dante 7th circle of hell. It used to be Ikea. Now it's this. Like, yes. I can't even imagine the traffic around that apartment building. It'd be oh my insane. God.
0: It's a nightmare. It'd be terrible. Like that is, I agree with you. Eternal nightmare. Living in a oh. Costco. Oh my God. I It'd can't, be it's I can't so
1: horrible. It. All right. Tiffany and Nike announced their new collab this week. Notice I didn't say collaboration. I said collab. Does it sound cooler? Uh, no. Maybe when, maybe when somebody else does it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Someone under the age of 20. <laughs> anyway, they announced their new collab this week. What are your thoughts on the Air Force One design, which you can get for $400? Oh
0: man. Is it only 400? I thought it was 500. They not... had increased the price. My oh, maybe. Goodness. I I don't know. I thought still, it said 400 in the article. so much. Yeah. So much money. what do you think of it
1: though? I thought it was um, a little... I don't
0: think I'm cool enough. I there I don't, I, w- I would not have designed the shoe that way. Yeah.
1: Me neither. I don't, I don't love it at all. And I'm kind of a shoe guy too. So at least, I'll, uh, at least I try to be one.
0: Um, I have another question for you, Chris. uh, Number three, Wove, one of my new favorite companies created by a deployed military lieutenant who helped other deployed troops select engagement rings while they were deployed in the field, created Wove to 3D print and design engagement rings to help deployed officers who want to return home, get off that plane, and kneel down in front of a sign, the gym, like everything. You can just see it and be able to propose right then and there. So I want to know if you were to propose to Mrs. Mm Talk again, Would you do anything differently? Yeah,
1: no. See, first of all, I highly would advise against that approach of like just showing the ring that you've designed to the misses because now different different circumstances, of course. Yeah, but like from my experience, like. You got to know exactly what you want. That's a big purchase. Rings look different on different fingers. So you got to have some planning. You got to have some cooperation on this. And there's no sense to rush into it. Just as in marriage, there's probably no sense to rush into it too. So it's probably a good thing to trial with your potential spouse is my take on it. Okay. So
0: so would you change?
1: No, I I would not use a tool like this at all. Okay, I would go the same. For those interested, I mean, we went... She thought she wanted the design. We went. She hated it on her finger. So thank God I didn't buy that. We went together, found one that she liked, and then I went and purchased it later.
0: Okay. But the proposal is what I was asking about, actually. Like if you were to propose, would you propose differently to her?
1: Oh, would I propose differently? Oh, no, no. No, for not. No, why? No, definitely not. I mean, proposing Hawaii on my knees in front of a windsurfer beach was awesome.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say an active volcano. No,
1: no, no, no. No, that was later, Anne.
0: All all, like Tom versus the Volcano, Tom Hanks style. All right. Joe Joe versus the Volcano. All right.
1: Well, all right. Last one. Tom Brady officially announced his retirement yesterday. How would you like to pay him his respects? Because I think respects are due, Anne. I
0: do not. I'm going to go find Giselle. We're going to go have a party. Pop a bottle. That's what I think I will do.
1: I'm going to go find the guy that works on his hair. That's my thing. (laughs) All right. That wraps us up today. Happy birthday to Shakira and her now ex-husband, Gerard Piquet. And the man who puts the real data in data, Star Trek's very own Brent Spiner. And remember, if you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it Omnitalk. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. And our twice-weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day. and also features special content exclusive to us. And it's just for you. And we try really hard to make it all fit within the preview pane of your inbox. You can sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog. Thanks, as always, for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. And until then, until next week, on behalf of all of us at OmniTalk, as always, be careful out there.
0: The OmniTalk Fast Five is brought to you in association with the a Consumer and Retail Group. The a Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Firework. Firework is the largest video commerce solution built for the world's leading brands. They empower brands with shoppable and live stream video on their own websites where people like to shop. Put your commerce in motion with Firework. Find out more at firework.com. And Trigo. Trigo tech powers grocery stores with market leading frictionless checkout and digitized operations. To learn more, visit trigoretail.com. And Cezzle. Cezzle is an innovative buy now, pay later solution that allows shoppers to split purchases into four industry payments over six weeks. To learn more, visit Cezzle.com. And finally, Silk. The Silk Cloud DB virtualization platform is a virtualization layer between your workloads and the cloud helps you scale your cloud without scaling your costs. Visit silk.us to learn more.